we always like to ask our guests as we wind down, um, is there sort of a quote or a saying that, you know, resonates with you or how you live or that has helped you greatly in your success that you'd be willing to share with us? Ready, fire, aim uh, has been the reason why we are so successful. Um, and so what that means is the ready part is still incredibly important. You need to ready yourself, but then wait to aim later. You are listening to the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to invest for your family's future. Listen in to learn about different strategies successful investors use to live their best lives. Whether you are starting out on your real estate wealth building journey or a seasoned investor looking for the next unfair advantage, this is the show for you. Each conversation will help you be more savvy when it comes to understanding how to leverage real estate to achieve your goals and live an extraordinary life. Your host is none other than seasoned investors and power couple, Jose and Khadija Jafferji, founders of the Savvy Real Estate Group, where we have been helping passive investors grow their wealth and getting them one step closer to financial freedom since 2008. Hey, Savvy Real Estate Investors. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today, talking to Charles Compton on uh, short-term rental business. But before we get into that, um, I just got back from uh, Atlanta, where uh, we're working on our 122-unit multifamily apartment complex. Uh, was uh, down there meeting with some investors and just talking to them about a lot of things, you know, how we're going to execute our business plan. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about how we found the deal, how we negotiated the price down because of the rising interest rate environment you know, what is happening in this specific neighborhood where we're purchasing uh, the major employers, for example, uh, the transit stations that are going nearby, uh, rent comparables. So we toured a couple of other properties uh, that are comparables and uh, some of the development projects that is going on in the area. Uh, for example, we have a movie studio um, that is currently under construction. So lots of uh, different things. But tour was very, very successful. You know, um, they asked a lot of questions, and uh, we also introduced them to our uh, property management team to kind of go through some of the rehab plans, some of the staffing that we're going to have on site, and kind of ironing out our uh, capex budget. Um, so yeah, it was overall a very successful uh, tour of our property, and uh, excited to get this one closed. Yeah, What's going on sure. with you? Yeah, I know it's been a it's been a long time, but uh, yeah, we're just at the finish line, which is which is really exciting. So yeah, I mean, uh, we just uh, we got back uh, last week from a family vacation to New York City. It was a lot of fun being in Manhattan with the kids, um, enjoying the last bit of nice crisp fall weather. It was it was really really nice, and uh, yeah, back at home feeling refreshed ready to work for this next uh, sort of three months, last quarter of 2022. Just uh, can't believe we're almost at that home stretch. And, uh, you know, so much happening around us. Um, you know, you're going through the US and all this conversation about the big hurricanes that were affecting the coast of Florida um, and various other parts of, uh, you know, the Caribbean and the United States as well, coastal coastal areas, which is uh, pretty crazy. Um, Super interesting to us because we've been really focusing on uh, Airbnbs and trying to uh, 
you know, get into the space and, and purchase uh, a few of our first properties um, down in the U.S. So uh, definitely uh, an interesting time. Yeah, yeah. I know that, uh, you know, Khadija's focus has recently been on uh, the short-term rental business side of things. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I one of uh, our fr- friends in, uh, in the U.S. said that this the hurricanes are are a serious business uh in in the states and so this is something that we you know we're not really used to here in Canada but uh they i guess they frequently get some of these ones but the intensity has just gotten a lot worse yeah yeah it's definitely scary but uh, anyway that's 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 a different conversation uh but speaking of airbnbs um i'd like to uh introduce our guest for today uh we have charles crompton on our show and charles has such a great story uh one of ready fire and then aim as he likes to call it so uh charles and his wife tiffany and their business partners have scaled their airbnb arbitrage business right here in southern ontario to a portfolio of over 40 units in just nine months which is absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, after quitting their full-time jobs in January of this year, um, they were able to scale up their business with um, an interesting focus. So they they serve both investors and short-term renters. Um, and they also offer a unique product to those looking to get into the short-term arbitrage space through what they call a wholesale model of leasable properties um, paired with coaching to basically help get people started. So we'll let Charles talk more about this, but um, it's really cool. Yeah. And in, in, in this episode, we're uh, able to talk about the ups and downs of the rapid growth that Charles has had uh, and his experience in this business with the personal growth as uh, along with that. Uh, you know, we talk about the mistakes uh, he's uh, many, he's faced uh, and, and uh, just to get started in the short term rental business in general. Yeah, for sure. So I'll let uh, Charles do all the talking. He has a great story. Um, Here's Charles Crompton. Hey, everyone. I have Charles Crompton on our show today. Really excited to have this conversation because Airbnb is such a hot topic in today's uh, real estate investment space. So many people have so many questions about it. And I think Charles is the right guy to have uh, answer a lot of these questions today, especially for people who are looking to just start out in this great niche. So um, a little bit about Charles, uh, pretty impressive track record here. Um, Been a sort of long-term investor, had some investment properties, but uh, recently accelerated himself uh, into the Airbnb space. From what I know of Charles, it sounded like they just uh, basically pulled that trigger one day, decided that this was the right thing, that they, they were going to pursue this. And, uh, you know, they, they've done that and been, um, I think, very successful at it over a short period of time. So, um, you know, I'll let uh, Charles tell us more about his story. But essentially, um, you know, they are uh, Airbnb specialists, they do Airbnb arbitrage, and they've kind of uh found a unique spin on Airbnb by offering Airbnb wholesaling, along with pairing that with coaching for uh, aspiring investors who are looking to get their first deal. So I think, um, you know, packaged together, uh, he offers um, some some really unique uh, things to, to and, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation and uh, him being able to share some of this with you guys. So um, thanks, Charles, for being on the show today. Um, I think I got most of it in the introduction, but I'll let you give us a brief introduction about yourself. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your real estate investing background and uh, basically what you're up to today. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, feel free to cut me off if I'm talking too much. Uh, hopefully I can add some value here. So, um, yeah, my wife and I, um, yeah, longtime investors, uh, real estate and, and stock investing. Um, that's our corporate background as well. So definitely experienced in, in that space. Uh, but we worked uh, corporate jobs for 11 years out of school. We actually worked for the same investment company, uh, Edward Jones. Uh, shout out. A great company. Uh, and really, it was last year uh, where we found ourselves in a place where we were looking for something else. Um, you know, we'd been focused on creating wealth to have that, you know, freedom and, you know, ability to spend more time with friends and family and do the things we want to do. Um, and we kind of, we had achieved that in our, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. And now with a, a two-year-old daughter and another one on the way, uh, we are kind of in this place where we wanted to see if we can leave that corporate life and, you know, build something for ourselves. Um, and so we went exploring to figure out what that might look like. And we came across a essentially the uh, Airbnb arbitrage concept on a podcast. It was the Andrew Hines podcast. Uh, I listened to someone uh, who had achieved success in Ontario uh, with this business model. And right after I listened to that podcast, I said to myself, right in that moment, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I didn't realize how fast it was going to happen uh, and, and the success that we would have so quickly. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise, but I knew when I listened to that podcast that this was it. And so we spent the next couple months or so. Uh, I woke up at like four o'clock every day before my day job to kind of build a company, do the research, find the, the people who would do this with us. Uh, and then ultimately we quit our corporate jobs uh, December, this past December, nine months ago or so. Uh, we launched our first property after we quit. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. So we, we quit before we even launched our first property um, and then launched our first in December. We now have uh, over 40 as a company. So it's uh, it's been uh, wild growth, a ton of fun, crazy hard and challenging, but but it's been great. Wow, that is, that is unbelievable. And uh, I'm sure we're going to dive deep into that accelerated growth. Um, but just, you know, for, for our listeners sake, maybe tell us what arbitrage actually is. Sure. Yeah. So essentially with uh, Airbnb arbitrage, we are leasing properties as tenants from real estate investors. Uh, and so it, it's kind of unique business model because we're offering an alter alternative solution to real estate investors who have challenges like the rest of us with long-term tenants and property management. And so essentially what we do is we re reach out to real estate investors who have the rental properties and we share our business model where we provide a service to them. They become our clients, uh, but more than anything else, that is our focus is to make sure that we are delivering on our value proposition, which is peace of mind and passive investing. And so becoming their tenant uh, we take over a vacant property and then we lease, uh, sorry, we sublet on Airbnb. And so real estate investors become our clients. We serve them by being their ideal tenant and property manager, keeping the property in pristine condition. And the way our business runs, we have all these properties where we pay the rent and utilities to investors. And then we make money by uh, running it as an Airbnb. So our, our profit margin is the difference, of course, on the, the rent and the revenue we earn on Airbnb. Right. Yeah, I know. And um, that's, it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting model because the leverage is, is so high, right? I mean, you're, you're, you, you can essentially, there's a low barrier to entry as well for, for people looking to get in um, where you can essentially set up a business without having to have the down payment to purchase the property. Um, meanwhile, you're also solving a great need um, for, 
uh, investors. So maybe talk to us a little bit about that. Like why would an investor want to rent to you and how do you go about finding those investors? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So uh, I think the the main reason investors rent lease their properties to us now, and, and most of them, frankly, once we've created a, a client who is an investor growing their portfolio, they start to lease all their properties to us. And that's when they really start to realize uh, the benefit, which is they get to focus on what they do best. Real estate investors want to grow their portfolio. They want to focus on acquiring and growing. The biggest challenge is on the tenant management and property management. Uh, no matter how hard you try, no matter the processes you have in place or the great property managers you have, the issues don't go away. And from minor, uh, minor to major issues with, with tenants, um, it's time consuming, it's headaches, and it's stress. Leasing your property to us we act as your tenant. We pay the rent and utilities, which is all really you're hoping for from your tenant. And we keep the place in pristine condition, but with none of the headaches because we're not actually a tenant. We're your business partner and we're here to serve you. You are our client. And so our objective is to make sure it's entirely hands-off. You know your property is going to be kept in pristine condition because our business depends on that. We do a deep inspection and cleaning after every guest. The property is just always being maintained. If anything is noticed, we identify it and, and bring it to, to the owner. Um, and so they're really just getting the ideal tenant and property manager in one, and they have the same tenant and property manager for all their properties. And so the opportunity and potential for an investor to focus on growth and scale without any of the headaches, um, it's it's such a great solution. 100%. Yeah. I mean, uh, those are the the two major headaches for any, any landlord or investor is that dealing with tenants, uh, most people hate, and dealing with maintenance, also, most people hate exactly. It's a, so, and so landlord and tenant board. Exactly. <laughs> and so with us, that that all kind of goes away. And and I'll I'll tell you, that's why this business model resonated with me so much when I heard the podcast. It wasn't just the the financials. The podcast let me know that the numbers worked. Right, someone had achieved success with this business model in Ontario. So I knew the numbers worked. And so yeah, we're going to do some due diligence to make sure and, and figure out what those returns would be. But my focus kind of shifted to the other side. I was so excited about the business model because I knew that this was a real solution, a real value to investors. Because we've experienced the same thing. We've had real estate you know, investment properties for a long time, and we struggle like everyone else with this piece. And I just thought if we could create a company that focused on serving investors, they become our client. I just thought we could do something special here and have a whole lot of fun doing it and meet lots of great people along the way. And that's what it's been like. For sure. So what, um, when you're, when you're, you know, let's say giving this idea to an, a potential investor that you want to rent the property from, um, how has that conversation been? Um, you know, cause oftentimes people that are not new to Airbnb, they may think, oh, Hey, uh, you know, I don't want to rent it out to an Airbnb cause they're going to, you know, they're going to have a lot of parties. They're going to, you know, not take care of my property. So perhaps that's, you know, some of the misconceptions uh, some landlords may have. Right. Uh, and so I would say that, um, yeah, the opportunity here with arbitrage uh, is that uh, there are operators all over the place, just like us. Uh, and so if you have a rental property, um this model uh, serves your purpose in, in so many ways. Uh, you no longer have to go out there and, and find tenants and, and deal with the property management of it all. Um, you get to, to work with us and we take care of that property. 
So generally speaking, I guess, I, I think what Jose was trying to get at is, have there been gr- objections with landlords or has it been sort of a smoother conversation where they're able to see the value to what you bring? Just because, you know, um, anything unknown comes with fear. And the fact of the matter is that people just don't understand Airbnb because it is, although it's been around for a long time, the popularity of it as an investment model has increased in the last little while. Um, so uh, has the reception from uh, the investor community be generally been understanding and has it been a fairly straightforward transaction in order to get the lease signed? Yeah, 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 fair questions. I would say there's been quite a ramp up period. So in the beginning, when I reached out to uh, landlords and investors with vacant properties with this concept, a lot of skepticism. Uh, right. I mean, they had never heard of it before. And who is this Charles guy? And we don't have a brand or reputation at that point. It's we're trying to find our first few properties. So that was challenging. Uh, and I think the the it was important to really understand the questions and concerns that people would would have and make sure that we had the actual value to, to deliver uh, on those concerns. And so I would say in the beginning, uh, yeah, there was a lot of concern about you know potential damage or, or lots of turnover or issues at the property. Um, but I think once people understand the the model um it just makes so much sense and th- these these issues are are they never really come to, to fruition we take care of everything at the property uh, it's it's all on us um so in the beginning it was tough um but now that people are hearing more about it and now that we have you know lots of references of investors who we are leasing from who love the model and their experience has been great it's just made it so much easier for us we frankly uh, haven't had to pitch the model to an investor in months and months, we just have so many people reaching out to us uh, to, to, to lease or uh, to go through with this arbitrage approach. Yeah, for sure. And I think that in Ontario, especially with uh, the way that, uh, you know, landlord tenant relations have been, especially post COVID, um, there are a lot of frustrated landlords for various reasons. So I think for that reason, you're definitely filling uh, a piece in the market um, that, that people are looking for. I think so. And, and I think it ultimately, even in the beginning, it came down to trust in us. Um, and in the beginning, without credibility, without lots of references, that that took longer. I would say that it, it was really the, um, it took multiple conversations with the same people to get them to finally sign a lease with us, because ultimately they were trusting that we were actually creating a business that served them and that the solution worked. And so uh, multiple conversations with the chance to just learn more about myself and my wife and our partners uh, to understand more of the details of how it works. They just got more and more confident over time that this is a real thing with real value and that they can trust us. That's really what happened. And so it's the same thing today. It's just that trust is created much more quickly because they, they see that we're doing this for so many others. So they know this is a real thing and that there's value in it. Right. Uh, yeah. Tell us about, you know, your exponential growth in such a short period of time and how you were able to achieve that and perhaps, you know, how you found your partners. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that question. It's it's a good one. Um, we were in a, a unique position. Um, you know, my wife and I had definitely created some wealth for ourselves and we were looking for something new. And so our ability to plan to to both quit and go full time into building a startup company was significant um, with capital uh, to use as well. So so that combination um, was definitely part of our ability to scale so quickly. Uh, Our partners, I want to definitely talk about that for a minute. So um, 
after we heard the podcast in October, we kind of, as I mentioned, went to work and trying to build the foundation of this company. What would it look like? What's our growth path? Who do we need to be working with? How do we find properties? All these things. The biggest piece of that puzzle was finding people to build this company with. We knew pretty early on that this couldn't just be Tiffany and I. This is too big of a business with too many moving pieces that required so much expertise. So we saw that Tiffany and I would be focusing on the business development, the growth of the business, relationships with real estate investors, you know, signing deals and essentially working with our clients, our investors. But we needed partners who were going to be the Airbnb operations for a fast and growing company and a large scale. And so we went out hunting for these partners that already brought well, we're looking for so many things. We're looking for partners who had Airbnb expertise already, that they were gurus in this space, uh, that they had the same mindset and vision as us, and so that they were willing to, to join forces and build this thing together. Um, and we were just so lucky. I don't even know how it happened. I swear we found we found the best two partners in the world, and it was maybe like my second conversation. Like I was planning to have a hundred conversations before I found people, maybe more. And it was the second conversation I had, which was with Tracy and that's Airbnb Simplified and her partner. And they just brought everything to the table. Uh, she was already uh, planning to quit her corporate job. She had climbed the ladder as well very quickly. She's young. Uh, her and her partner are 27, I think, but they're climbing the corporate ladder fast, CPA, CFA. Um, but they were looking to build a Airbnb management business and go about the more traditional route, you know, creating those clients. And then when we found each other, I think it was just the perfect fit on both sides. Her plan was to build her own company, but then we found each other and it just made so much sense to do this together. Our, our skill sets were entirely opposite. We brought all across the four of us, we had the right diversified skill sets um, to grow quickly. And frankly, that was not only the reason for our quick growth, but it was what gave us the confidence to quit knowing we had the right partners, we had the right business model, and that we were ready to go. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's interesting you're talking about partnership because, you know, uh, 50% or 30% or whatever percent of a pie is better than no pie, right? Um, and I think sometimes people get caught up in this idea that, you know, like, I, I just, I don't want to give away anything. Like, I want to have the entire business for myself. I'm like, it's the same concept with joint venture partners, right? With people who purchase property. It's like, oh, well, why should I give away, you know, this much equity or why should I? But I think that, you know, you're, you're a prime example that giving, giving away something allows you to grow rather than uh, taking hundred percent of something that's not going anywhere. So, I mean, that's really exciting. And I think that's wonderful. What was the reason that you decided to have a partnership model rather than just growing a business with an employee base? Because that's what a lot of people would think right away. Like as soon as you have an idea, you think to yourself, like, how can I hire people to execute? Um, you sort of went a different route. So what was, what was your thinking behind that? I, I think it was primarily uh, two things. Um, one, we wanted to scale fast. We wanted, we had a, a vision of building this company quickly uh, and a lot of reasons behind that. Um, and in order to do that, we needed partners who, who brought this skill set and, and would allow us to be hands-off. These aren't just two people who can do the work really well. They were going to build the operations from the ground floor up and figure out how to run this company uh, from day to day efficiently and to optimize our return 
to optimize the guest experience. Um, we needed people to take that on entirely and take it off of our plate. If we were going to grow quickly, we needed to trust in partners to just take that entirely and, and run with it. And they've been able to do that and, and more. So we wanted to grow quickly, um, but we're, we're, Tiffany and I are both very family focused. Uh, you know, we already have a, a beautiful two-year-old daughter um, and we have a, a little boy on the way. Uh, he's doing four weeks. And so, uh, you know, we're committed to growing this company and serving our clients, but ultimately we aren't willing to make that trade-off of spending way less time with our young family. And so we knew that if we were gonna do this uh, the right way uh, with our priorities in play, which is our family, uh, that we needed partners to, to help us grow. Oh, perfect. Um, tell us, you know, throughout your journey, what has been some of the big mistakes uh, that you face and what you, what you have learned from them? Yeah, geez, that could take a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I would say it was um, it was in our business plan to invest in a whole lot of mistakes, if that makes sense. It was the plan for, from day one, uh, which is counterintuitive to a lot of people um, that are starting any business, but especially arbitrage. They're, they're trying to find um, the exact right properties that they're running the return, trying to make sure it's the exact right return on their investment. And it was our mindset that we needed to get out there and build a company. And so we were willing to invest our initial um, investment into the company, significant uh, amounts into simply just making mistakes, getting the properties where we can get them. If they weren't perfect, we were going to take them on. Um, and we were just going to learn that much more by taking on more properties. And so um, it was intentional to make a lot of mistakes. And here some of them are uh, properties that aren't in pristine condition. It, it is what is going to create so much more time and hassle of to run an arbitrage business because essentially you are the property manager and you have guests with high expectations. And so if your properties aren't newly renovated without any maintenance issues, um, you're just going to run into just a compounding list of issues, which makes the business so much more difficult and less profitable, of course. And so um, we now have some pretty uh, strict criteria on which properties we take on and the properties need to be recently renovated for the, for the most part, they need to be in great condition. Um, and along with that is even the age of the property that the older the property, even if it looks nice as the shell, it often comes with plumbing issues or pests that you can't necessarily see on the surface, again, leading to more issues when you're running this kind of business. So taking on the, you know, really nice properties, nice assets, if you will, uh, is really important with this. Um, that's, that's one major uh, mistake, I, I would call it, uh, the building of local teams. So that we underestimated the amount of um, needs on the physical property itself, right? We thought, hey, once we landed this property, most of it's remote, uh, you know, you know, keyless entry for, for the guests and whatnot and our cleaners. We, we pictured as mostly a remote business uh, and that we would deal with the property management side mostly as it came up. And we just realized that that was a mistake. We needed to have built way deeper local teams for all of our cities of operations, like multiple handymen, multiple cleaners, multiple uh, boots on the ground or property coordinators who can go to the property whenever we need them. We just needed a way longer list of trusted people before we grew so quickly. So we, we grew in all these cities at once and the property management needs from garbage removal, you know, snow, snow and lawn care, um, you know, cleaning handymen, all these things. So many issues come up when you have that many properties. And if you're trying to find someone 
to deal with the issue as it comes up, uh, it's a nightmare. So building local teams would, would be the second um, important thing and a mistake from our end. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's great that, you know, you make mistakes and then you learn from them. And, um, you know, as long as you can afford to do that and you're you're able to pick yourself up and move forward, I think that that's the best way to, continue, you know, basically accelerate your growth. But in terms of people who are looking to start out, look, there's lots of listeners and people out there who are just, you know, really looking to get into the, uh, the Airbnb space in some way, whether it's a full-fledged business like yours, or maybe just to have a couple of properties that they can, you know, have as short-term rentals. Um, what is sort of the strategy that you think is the best or, you know, from your experience? I mean, there's so many different takes on it. There's people who are renting, um, you know, for people who are traveling, there's people who are renting Lux properties for, you know, that are like near the beach and prime um, destinations. Um, You know, what is sort of your strategy or your advice to people when they're first starting out in terms of scoping the right style and type of property to use as either arbitrage or purchasing for short-term rentals? Yeah, good question. I would say start with a small suburban or city property in a city that has the right uh, regulations. Um, essentially, what you're doing here is you're learning. This, this is very much a an active business. It's not passive. It's not a passive investment. You're really building a company, even with one or two properties. Uh, you really are. There's such a big learning curve that um, you can try to learn as much in advance as you can, but you just won't know and understand, and you won't actually learn until you're doing. Uh, that, that that really is it. And so, you do just need to start. And I would say to start with a smaller property, which is just a smaller investment that's easier to manage uh, for so many reasons that the smaller, the better. Um, and, and then just, just go get that first property. Except at the end of the day, if it's a, not a Lux property, if it's just a standard suburban property might cost you 15 to 20 total upfront to invest. But even if that all goes to just learning how to manage a short-term rent, rental really, really well, 20 grand to, to learn that kind of skill um, in, in the next few months, um, that alone is enough. If, even if you don't even uh, make a dollar of profit, which won't be the case, uh, you will. Um, but you need to go in with the right mindset to, to learn on your first property. And I, I think you need to start small. There's so much, it gets so much more complicated when you talk about vacation properties, luxe properties, so many other factors that, that need to be learned. So start small. And go in with the mindset to learn this high income skill and let that property and your your experience determine where you go from there. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, You know, in terms of competition, uh, and you've been in the doing this for a while, are you finding that most of the most of your competition is just mom and pop people that are uh, renting one or two houses? Or are they now starting to are are you starting to see like, you know, bigger companies or just like yourselves trying to uh, be your competition? Uh, yeah, I would say that's even changed in the last nine months. When we started, um, we were one of the only bigger companies uh, doing this. Um, you know, maybe there was one, really there's one other uh, company that that got started a couple of years before us. Um, otherwise, it, it was just us and then a lot of mom and pops. But I think a number of things have led to Airbnb and short-term rentals becoming more popular with everyone. 
So it used to be a mom and pop thing. And now real estate investors and others looking to generate more cash flow are looking to get into the market. Uh, and so there's certainly a, a lot more competition these days. Yeah. And um, what would you say is the most important factor to be able to survive? I mean, um, you know, in any industry, including being an investor, there's always going to be competition, right? But ultimately, it's about how you navigate that competition. Um, so what would you say is sort of your... Uh, you know, your secret weapon or what is it that you guys are able to do to always um, maintain uh, a level of excellence perhaps and, and stand out and continue to, you know, feel confident to invest in this method? Yes, such a good question. And I know the answer. Uh, our, our competitive advantage, uh, our unfair advantage in building this company is that we had the right mindset going in about what this was. It, we are building a company with two sets of clients. That was clear to us from the get-go. We knew the numbers worked. We just knew, this. so if the numbers work, we knew if we can deliver better value and continue to learn how to in, improve that value over time to our two sets of clients, we were going to outperform all of our competition. And that's really what's happened. Uh, it's why we've grown to 40 properties so quickly. There's nothing special. We, we've created a brand and reputation for delivering the best value to our clients. And they know that. And so the leads are coming to us uh, every day. And so you need to go in to know that this isn't an investment strategy that's passive. It is active. You have two sets of clients. And if your focus isn't on delivering value to those clients, you're not going to succeed. If it's about trying to achieve the, the dollar return, you're not going to be making the right decisions for the growth of your company. So figure out how you can deliver value to your real estate investors. That's your you know, client one where you're getting these properties. You need to make sure that you think of them as a client and you work with them as a client. And then our other is, of course, our guests. And so we spend almost all of our time as a company constantly thinking about how we can improve the guest experience in every way from A to Z and how we can improve the experience of our real estate investors who work with us. And we just know if we continue to do that, we're going to continue to come up with clever and creative ways to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of markets, I mean, right now uh, you're primarily focused in the Southern Ontario market. Is that correct? Um, yeah, where, that's our main hub. Yep. Where do you kind of see things going for you guys? Are you going to continue to focus here or is your vision to diversify into other parts of Canada or perhaps um, down South in the United States? Um, wh where do you see the opportunity? Global. <laughs> I mean, that sounds crazy, but um, we're, so we've expanded um, to other parts of Canada. So we're, we're in Alberta. I've you know, plan to expand there in Calgary and Edmonton. Um, our Moncton portfolio is growing really quickly uh, in New Brunswick. Um, and we're focusing over the next you know, few months on our company's foundation. So we've kind of paused on accelerating our growth. We're still growing pretty quickly, but we really are focused on the day-to-day -day operations, hiring good people, um, improving our software and our systems and our communication across our different teams and divisions as our company grows. And so we really want to make sure we have a, a sound foundation. And then as we move into the new year, we're really going to focus on targeted expansion. And we see a couple of opportunities in the US, uh, certainly with, with much better margins. And we see opportunities all over the world because it's really not that difficult to do. Um, this really is a remote business. And if you can build trusted teams and partners in another country, once you have those teams in place, um, the processes are almost identical. And so uh, we're looking everywhere. I was just having a conversation with someone in Melbourne, Australia yesterday, and we're already exploring um, what this might look like. And uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And is your vision to continue with an arbitrage model or are you looking to start to 
perhaps purchase um, properties in certain certain locations? Yeah, so so many good questions. Holy, uh, yeah. So arbitrage is the as you mentioned, it's that low barriers to entry, right? That we're because we're solving a solution for so many real estate investors. There's so there's a lot of product out there, you know, to to grab a hold to. So arbitrage made sense as the first phase of our business. I'm not sure of the timeline, uh, but certainly after we expand our arbitrage and diversify that business, uh, we will shift our focus to acquiring properties. Um, and we see an opportunity to one day be a you know short-term rental REIT, uh, where our, all we do is uh, acquire and, and purchase um, properties for, for short-term rental. Um, so that, that's definitely a focus. And luxury getaway properties, I think, will also be our focus. Um, again, the suburban city market, um, a lot of opportunity there. So easy to build a, a, a company pretty quickly. But once the company is built and we have the brand and reputation, uh, we think there's a, an even bigger opportunity in the true vacation market. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was curious to know, you know, whether or not, uh, how you pick a specific market uh, or in, or a specific niche. Like um, let's say some, some people focus on cottages and vacation type of Airbnbs. Some people focus on like workforce uh, housing, like uh, just catering to like maybe nurses or construction workers. Is there a specific niche that you focus on or is it just wherever the opportunity is? Yeah, it seems to constantly be evolving. Um, And so we're trying to figure out what our our phase strategy is. For the most part, um, the initial phase of scaling our growth has been focused on very traditional and basic properties in suburban locations uh, with in cities with high populations. Um, it's obvious that the need for short-term stays is significant um, because even with lots of Airbnbs popping up, there's still so much demand for all these properties. And so that was the easiest way to just diversify on a, on a very similar asset class where the people coming to stay are there visiting friends, they're between homes. It's nothing special about the property. It's just in a good location uh, where people need to stay. Um, but as we start to grow now, we are trying to focus in on some new strategies. And you even mentioned a couple there. Um, but we're open to anything. We really want to just continue understanding where the market's going, where the opportunities are. Uh, and we're going to start uh, diving further into that research and picking our spots. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about mindset here. Like, how are you so motivated? What do you do to keep yourself motivated every day? How do you, uh, you know, continue to battle? I am sure ups and downs. Um, you know, everybody who comes on here, it's like they have these amazing stories as do you, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and, um, I'm sure there's good days, bad days, uh, really bad days. Um, you know, young family, um, tell us your secrets. Jeez, so that's all very true. Uh, there has <laughs> been great times and some hard times, uh, especially when we got going. Um, you know, within the first few months, we were all burnt out. The the four co-founders here, we we launched so many properties, and they and in the beginning, our property, the quality of our properties was far lower. As I mentioned, we went in just to take on what we could, what we can get, uh, and so the number of issues and headaches and um, we were burnt out, we were stressed, and we still didn't even know if the numbers were going to work because we were launching in the dead of, of winter, really with the confidence that the numbers would work. And so there, there was a really tough time there for a while where we had to stay focused on our purpose, that that we knew that we can create a, a company here that delivered real value, and that if we kept focus on reaching our vision, um, that that kind of got us through the, the day-to-day. 
But I think that, so I'd say the, the biggest thing is just um, knowing that all of these challenges, you know, the, the risks, the scary times, the fears that we're working through, like the amount of personal growth that we've had in the last nine months in building this company, it's really unbelievable uh, like, to look back on what we've had to work through and figure out and problem solve and lean into our fears, lean into the risk. Uh, what has come with that on a, on a personal side has set us up for really a more purposeful life, no matter what happens here, even if this business doesn't work out, we are better people having done this. And so I think if you, if you focus on the big picture stuff, the big rocks about this is a great experience. And if you just embrace it, enjoy it and know you're becoming better having worked through it, um, then everything else is not so bad. Everything else is just temporary, right? Um, it's just, it's just a rough day, but at the end of the day, if I'm going to be better for it, um, that keeps us moving forward. Yeah. So well said. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Such good advice. And, you know, there's this thing that says that, you know, set goals so big that you won't even recognize the person you've become once you've achieved them. And that's what it's about, right? The goal is about the evolution of who you become in order to achieve that goal more so than just achieving that goal. Cause that moment of achieving the goal is so temporary. Like you set a goal and then you get to it and you're like, okay, like I've done it. That's not the fun part. Yeah. That that's exactly Um, right. I know that sounds a little bit, you know, but, but it's true. Anybody who set goals, they can, they can attest to that. Well, I'm telling you, it, it is what had happened here. Um, and it's also the reason for our success, right? It's all this, this, it's very circular. We started in the beginning and the four co-founders were on a zoom call like this. We hadn't done anything yet. We were just talking about, you know, our, you know, what's going to happen with our company. And we said some things out loud in that meeting. We said, we're going to get to 50 properties in one year. No one's done that before. We're going to do it. And we kind of laughed and like, you know, but we also said that we can do this. Um, it sounded crazy. It sounded impossible. And we just started to think through, okay, well, it's not. So how, how can we do it? Like let's set a ridiculous goal and let's just figure out how to do it. And, and it's going to happen in more. We've, we're going to surpass that goal at the time seemed impossible and we're, we're going to surpass it. Um, and so it's this combination of believing so hard in that vision and goal that it's possible that you're able to just press through everything else just to figure out how to get there. And then you're exactly right that, I mean, the goal isn't the fun part. It, it's, it's already happened and we've already set new goals. And so it's, it's the journey. It's the purpose and, and clarity of what you're working towards. And then every day knowing you're working towards that finish line that, that you'll never reach. And that's the fun part is like, you're always just pushing out that goal line to extend and, and evolve and expand on your goals. And that that's, that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I love hearing stories about, I mean, we're a couple investor. I, how do you, you know, you work with your wife, you guys have the same vision. Um, t- just briefly tell us, I mean, how did that impact where you are today? Like, how has that been instrumental um, for the both of you? Um, I know she's not here today, but I'm a hundred percent confident. She is just as awesome as you are. And so, um, you know, uh, how has that impacted your success? I mean, I, I, I can't, even say enough about that. Um, it takes a very special uh, relationship and and two special people to be able to go into business together and, and and grow the business and grow your relationship at the same time. It's it's not easy, um, but if you have if you're with the right person, um, it just it's been incredible. Uh, Tiffany is um, 
a miracle. <laughs> I'm the, the luckiest guy in the world to, to have her at my side. And she's, she's just that rock. Uh, I'm the crazy guy with all these ideas saying we're going to quit our jobs and build this company. And, and she just says, okay, let's, yeah. let's, let's do it. And she just, she trusts in me and, and um, you know, the support that she provides every day is uh, I, I just can't say enough. This is not possible uh, with, without having that person who supports you in, in all that you do. So I certainly have that. And then the benefit of having two ground floor partners, other two, it's almost like the same thing. <laughs> it's two more people who yes. see what you see, believe in what you believe. And that kind of confidence of having a little coalition of people who believe in what you believe, uh, it just makes every day uh, easier and, and more possible. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah, no, really, really great. Um, um so yeah, you know, I, I you've obviously gone through so much and uh and and built a great company. You've learned ton, a ton. You you recently started a, a coaching program as well for, yes. for people that want to get started. Tell us a little bit about that and also how, you know, uh if somebody may want to partner with you. Yeah, yeah, cool. So um it kind of happened naturally we, we always planned uh, at some point to uh you know create some sort of uh, coaching um course uh to, to help others get into this space because uh, it's really an untapped market and it's growing so there was always a plan for our company um but it wasn't supposed to be now and it kind of just happened where uh we've had so many real estate investors reaching out to us asking us to lease their property with this model we just can't take them all on. There's way too many in too many different cities where we don't have teams. Um, we, so we just can't do it. Uh, and so we kind of came together, the four of us, and said, like, well, what do we do here? We don't want to be saying no to these great people who are interested in our service. And then we also realized we have a bunch of people in our DMs on Instagram asking us, how do you do this? They want to get into the space. And so it just seemed like this natural opportunity to make some good connections. And so we don't think anyone's doing what we're doing. Um, there's people who provide lots of coaching on the arbitrage uh, concept or, or short-term rentals. But with our program, essentially what we're doing is we are bringing a real estate investor with a property ready to move forward with this arbitrage model. And we're actually providing an aspiring arbitrager who wants to learn the space with their first property and their first client. And then with that first client, we also provide all the coaching that they would need to launch, manage, and scale their business. Uh, and so these other coaching programs are all theory on, on how to do it, but I don't think they really equip someone to take action, or at least it makes it very difficult to take action. We know so many people who have taken these courses and spent thousands of dollars on courses, but they don't have a property yet because it, it doesn't quite give you what you need to have the confidence to go. And so what we're providing with this, we're calling it arbitrage wholesaling and coaching really, is we're providing you with your property and with all the guidance you need to design, launch, stage, and manage that company. And so I, I think um, we're offering something pretty unique here. Our experience has been phenomenal. Uh, everyone who's who's worked with us so far, uh, we see their uh, their properties on, on going on Instagram and they just look phenomenal and they're, just, they're having a lot of fun. And that that's felt great. We're meeting great people um, with it. And I think we're with this unique model, we're helping people take action in getting into this space today. Yeah, that's really great. Um, so we always like to ask our guests as we wind down, um, is there sort of a quote or a saying that, you know, resonates with you or how you live or that has helped you greatly in your success that you'd be willing to share with us? Jeez. Um, 
about 40 of them come to mind. (laughs) Yeah. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Um, I would say in this, with this concept, uh, ready, fire, aim, uh, has been the reason why we are so successful. Um, and so what that means is the ready part is still incredibly important. You need to ready yourself, but then wait to aim later, have a plan, have a vision, have a purpose, have that big picture line of sight that this is where we're going to be. And we're just going to make it happen. That's the ready part that you feel ready. And then you fire. You got, you got to take action. You got to get in there because until you fire, you can't aim. And yet I think it's human nature to ready aim fire, but everyone gets stuck in aiming and they're, they're, they're aiming and they don't, they can't aim properly and the action never really comes. And you get paralyzed with the analysis and paralyzed with fear. Aiming, all this aiming creates even more fear and now you're even less likely to take action. So forget the aim, ready yourself, have a goal and a vision, fire, take action, start that first property, get going. And then, then you'll know where to aim. The aiming will be obvious. Um, and so that quote, um, I think, led to us all jumping in um, into this business and, and creating the success that we've had. Yeah, well said, well said. <laughs> yeah, and um, for our listeners who are looking to get in touch, uh, who are interested in maybe uh, getting on your list for wholesale arbitrage, uh, who want to maybe uh, dabble in some coaching or just follow your journey, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So for either real estate investors who are interested in in using this arbitrage model with us uh, or for people who want to get into the arbitrage business themselves, um, our two Instagram pages. So my wife and I are set up as uh, at Crompton underscore elite underscore REI. That's Tiffany and I. Uh, And then our co-founders and partners are at Airbnb Simplified. And that's uh, Tracy is the face of that one and and her partner uh, behind the scenes. And so uh, that's where you can follow along with our journey. Um, It's where, and if you send us a DM uh, through either of those channels, uh, we'll make sure that you end up on our distribution list. Um, And if uh, you want to connect, we'll be here to do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll put that in our show notes and make sure that people know how that they can uh, reach out. And I'm sure you'll be getting uh, a whole bunch of them because uh, I think that what you're doing is great. Um, You know, I've had some personal conversations with Charles when I was looking to get into uh, some short-term rentals. Um, He's definitely got uh, some great boots on the ground experience now and uh, just such a positive mindset about all of this. And I think that the mindset is really you know, first and foremost, like you said, so, so powerful. Um, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Well, thank Charles, you so for, much. Yeah. Thanks for coming thanks, on the Charles. show. Thanks for being so honest and, uh, you know, vulnerable. It's, it's all about the ups and downs, but, um, you know, I, I commend you for the success that you guys have had, um, you know, looking forward to following along over the next little while and seeing, uh, you know, where you guys go with this. That's great. Thank you so much for having me uh, and look forward to connecting again. Maybe we'll get on here again sometime in the future. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If you liked this episode, please write a review and share it with us. We are getting the show up and running right now. So every message, every review and every note counts. This show exists to showcase how investors at any level can start using and leverage real estate to become savvy wealth builders. If you want to learn more about how we can potentially help you create more passive income and build your wealth faster, 
go to www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. Once again, it's www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.